0: Welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes, here at Manhattan Pacific Realty. I'm the broker-owner where we focus on the housing market here in the South Bay, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, and the Palos Verdes Peninsula. On today's podcast, we're switching things up from real estate and getting back into the fitness world. Spring and summer is just around the corner, and our guest is Achidi Ndeforchu, a fitness expert here in the South Bay and beyond. Achidi and I go way back and he is better known by some as Achidi Power on Instagram. The show today is amazing because Achidi really breaks down fitness into very simple and sustainable ways. Some of the highlights I found were how just 20 minutes a day can create a great fitness foundation. Achidi also shares simple hacks that you can do to increase your fitness and nutrition, even tells me what to do in my office and how to hack working out at the office. And then finally, at the end of the episode, a cheaty, really inspires and gives me some hard-hitting reality on fitness and how it doesn't have to be so complex and that your fitness regimen should be so simple that really you only choose to fail and I'm inspired coming away from it and in fact I'm gonna have it cheaty get to work on me so I'm ready for summer get rid of this dad bod so hope you enjoy the episode and here we go a cheaty, welcome to the show thanks for joining us thanks
1: for having me Richard I'm excited
0: all right man so you and I go way back
1: geez like a, to a half a lifetime ago like a whole different person man a
0: whole different person me too we stumbled into each other a few years ago the old code 3 scene that you were oh, gosh, in and yeah, I was yeah. lifting with Ryan
1: yep yeah that was uh that was the beach city's battle dude that was let's see 2012 i believe or 2013
0: <laughs> I was in so much better shape back then. You are you're even better shape than I, I back mean, then.
1: I mean, I, we we, we, our paths diverged. Uh, I stayed in. You right, and we like. went
0: out, and now you're hopefully bringing me back in.
1: That's, that's the plan, man. That I, is the plan.
0: I love it. Well, dude, thank you for joining us. I want to do a little bit of a summary or an introduction so that people can get to know you, and then I may jump in and out about how we know each other oh, and yeah. reconnected, but For everyone here, I know you're a raised South Bay local here. Tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally.
1: Sure, sure. Born and raised in the South Bay, specifically, Palos Verdes Estates. One of, I think there's like one and a half percent of people that look like me out there. (laughs) And I believe my family made up like a twelfth of that percent. Something ridiculous like that. So it gave me a unique perspective growing up in affluent white and Asian community as a dark skinned brother. Life in the South Bay was great. Growing up, went to nice schools, got to go to college at the University of Florida. Uh, life was going so good that I even uh, made my life go the wrong direction. Partying hard, getting into trouble, but still finding a way to produce a fitness career through my 20s and into my 30s. I've cleaned my life up. I've got my head screwed on straight, getting engaged soon, and uh, starting an online fitness coaching company in addition to still training clients in
0: person. So. It's kind yeah, of the- Dude, I love the summary. I don't think you went down too, too much of a wrong path because I was the guy out there partying in Hermosa Beach back in my <laughs> 20s and hitting the Beach Cities battle. So you also being University of Florida, I think you guys took down a national championship right when us Trojans were uh, taking down an Addy too. Oh
1: yeah, that was, uh, it was the, our time to shine, the Gators though, when I was there. We had uh, Rex Grossman and yeah. uh, Ron Zook my freshman year and then my sophomore year, I believe, was when we won our first national title. With Tebow. Yep, Tim Tebow. And then he pulled that magic again after I graduated. Dang, man, you were but there at a while good time. I was still there, we had two basketball
0: titles. Gosh,
1: and that's right. the partying and everything was, whoo, top
0: notch. Dude, so fun. That's awesome, man. Well, great. So I want to let the listeners know, you and I... Way back when, played football together.
1: Yes, we did. And
0: you were the big bad senior on varsity, <laughs> in a good way. I mean, like I'm you were you were in shape, you were fast, you were on the track team. I looked up to you as a junior. You've always been so good in athletics, in fitness. And here you are making a career out of it. I couldn't recommend anyone more than you because you've been through it basically your whole life. And we reconnected over Instagram and I see how studied you are in the fitness industry. I watched you back in 2013 crush some people on the fitness circuit with (laughs) those competitions. So I'm excited to have you here because a lot of at least... Our age, you know, millennials, (laughs) later 30s, older millennials, we've let ourselves go. Not you, but me in particular. We've got some dad bods, or we're all working too hard. So I'm excited to have you on to hear kind of your journey from what you were doing for fitness in the early days, whether that was high school or when you took the professional turn to what you're doing today and kind of the evolution of nutrition and fitness. I'm down to start anywhere because I just want to be a sponge and learn from you. (laughs) That's a lot to unpack. Tell us about what you're doing now or wherever you want to start. Quite literally, I've
1: done it all in fitness. I did all the youth sports, like, you know, soccer, Little League, gymnastics even as a kid, Pop Warner football. A lot of that helped mold me into who I am today, even like as a young kid. I had a passion for wanting to improve myself. I remember when I would like actually figured out how the game of football worked from my first year playing at Pop Warner to my second, I'm like, I wanna start. I wanna get more than just my like eight plays or 10 plays. And I knew my key was to be fast as hell. And so the only way I knew how to get faster besides running and practice was get on my bike, crank the gears up as heavy as I can, ride around the neighborhood. And I would tear around the neighborhood to get faster. I would do that, I would get bored, I would watch TV. But once I got bored of watching TV, back out, watch TV, back out. And yeah, like always just wanted to like move around. Hell, I can't even sit still right now as I like, answer this question. Um, <laughs> Energy. I but, love it. But uh, even like just as like a kid, like in high school, I like, didn't mind practice. I liked getting better because I knew it's like game day, I'm going to show up, I'm going to be ready. Like I'm a lifetime competitor, always competed in something. It was my parents keeping me in sports or me voluntarily signing up for like CrossFit competitions powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting. At one point, I almost wanted to get into strongman, but I didn't. Thankfully, I don't think my body would have taken that much more abuse. I've done like flag football, dodgeball. I've done like obstacle course racing, Tough mutters. Literally everything that you can do to kind of put your body through some kind of performance-based training, get ready for an event and perform your best. I'm like down for it. Yeah. And Sounds like you've done
0: a lot of experimentation just through your own life and career to kind of dial in on what works best for you and probably for clients as well.
1: And actually, yeah, like that's what helps me to be able to tell my clients, hey, this has been my experience at a competitive level. These are the pros. These are the cons. This is my experience at an average person level. This is the pros. This is the cons. Mm-hmm. This is what I've experienced in this sport, in that sport, and even coaching people in this sport and that sport. So it's like, Being able to see both sides of the coin makes it a lot better for me to connect with different kinds of clients, to give them different kinds of recommendations, and understand like not just the physical highs and lows that they're going through, but the mental ones.
0: Sure. Mental is so key. Let's dial in on that. Mm -hmm. Because for... Us now at our advanced age, <laughs> advanced age. Get, j- half of this is just a mental game or getting into a schedule or a regimen of doing things sustainably. Tell us about what you're doing now these days, because obviously that's what we're most interested in, Damn. because I know you're, you're super focused on fitness of people in, older millennials in there. And you can go younger and older, I know that. But I'm sure you attract a lot of people kind of in the same age and mindset. Can you tell us what you're doing now after collecting all that insight?
1: At this point, it is now about what can you sustain it for the long term? It does not need to be perfect. It needs to make sense. And then you need to have some wiggle room around that plan so that you can turn it up if you need to, Or you can allow it to dilute a little bit if you need to. Because sometimes you need to turn it up because, let's say, I keep myself in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. But I want to be in real good shape for my wedding. Like what's real good shape to me, I'll determine that. So I'm going to turn it up a little bit from what I do, which is different than getting ready for a competition. But at times, I need to dial it back. Like if I need to work more or I get sick or I'm traveling, like I'm going to be going to Mexico and finally taking a vacation next week, I'm going to dial it back. I know how to do just enough fitness to take the edge off so my brain's not like, I need some fitness. And I know that I'm not going to erode my progress, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like some gym bro that's like, hey, you know, no days off, even on vacation. That's not sustainable. Yeah, sure. What I can say is at this stage, it's not about intensity. It's really about consistency. And that looks different for everybody. And it looks different during the year for everybody too. What looks like consistency for me now in the early part of May will look different right around wedding time at september will look different at holiday time which will look different when i ultimately start having a family so having that ability to adapt by having a simple plan that has wiggle room that you can move
0: works. that i think that's really helpful because i go man sometimes in those winter months when the sun doesn't come up until like 7 30 in the morning i'm less sustainable than where i'm like man the sun's up now at 6 a.m i'm ready to go and i know that's silly and you got to fight through some of those things but Maybe it's okay for me to work out four to five days a week in the summertime. And do you dial it back to two to three just because for mental health and, you know, you're too yeah. cold or it's too dark or something like that? Is that the right track that I'm in? Or are you like, no, like you need to move it back and forth to stay engaged or to ramp up, like you said, for a wedding.
1: I would say you want to keep it adaptable. If you're too fixed and rigid without an actual reason to do it, you will more than likely blow it. If it is your occupation, like if you're like a police officer or military, and you have to stay in shape because your job and your life depends on it, unfortunately, yes, you have to hold the line. But many of us are not in that bracket, and we can dial it back. So it's not just about adjusting your physical plan, but also talking to yourself differently. So you're not like, well, it's the holidays, F it, well, you know what happens. It's like, Oh, it's the holidays. Time to go into more of a maintenance style where maybe my workouts are a little bit less. My food's a little bit more. I accept the weight that comes on, but I know it's only going to come off right when I get back to dialing it up. It really depends on the person and kind of like what their tolerance to consistency is. Got it. That's where I kind of try to individualize the answer to the person. But ultimately, yeah, you can adjust your program and plan as the year goes on because maybe you cannot be super rigid during the holidays because you have the family pressure. You got to be there for your kids. You got a holiday shop. You're not going to want to give up the holiday parties. You're not going to want to dilute them down so much that it's not worth going to. That is totally acceptable. You just have to have both a plan and the mindset to understand that that's not you blowing it. It's not going to be as bad as you think. And you have a light at the end of the tunnel to make it all better.
0: Great. Love it. Great advice. I want to get into maybe some details then of when you're planning for you can use... Me as an example, sure. a typical client, or what you basically like to start when you're talking to anyone. Kind of, what are some of the main things that you hit on? Like, are you hitting on nutrition as number one and running as number two, or is it weightlifting and sleep or sunlight? And I'm sure it's all of it in some way. But can you give us a Cliff's Notes or three points of you're like, hey, let's say you're trying to get back. On the road to fitness think of a a dad bod guy like me who works too much Mm -hmm. and then goes home to the wife and kids what's kind of those main points that you want to hammer into listeners as they're getting ready here for summertime
1: so my answer is gonna actually require you to answer some questions okay I need let's do it I need to know what are your pain points Uh like why do you what's the problems you need me to help you solve
0: okay like
1: what's the literal issue?
0: Yes, I can, get, I can give you my pain points and I feel like there's I'm probably waiting. a lot of people out there. Yeah, like that. you're waiting, like give it to me. Yeah. So here are my pain points are in most people's businesses, I am always on the clock for work. And so what I find is during the day and even in the evening time, it's difficult to shut off work. And then when I do shut it off, I'm a family man. I've got a wife and kids at home that I want to spend time with. I'm T-ball practice, et cetera, et cetera. So I am having trouble getting into that consistent, repeatable workout regimen. And then on top of it, because I am home with kids or at the office, I'm not always around the weights that I need Or the equipment. I can throw on my earbuds and go for a run or do a ruck around the whatever, but I don't necessarily have the equipment that makes it so easy in my garage or whatnot. That, at least for me, and I think a lot of people, I know in my head My time to do it is early in the morning before anyone wakes up. I know that is essentially the answer, but can you give me more of like, here's what I would do to be motivated? You know, whatever. Those are my pain points. I'll let you take it from
1: there. So you have some similar pain points to myself. Like I am always on in my business and like finding time to work out for me is a little bit more convenient than it is for you.
0: Because you're in the gym.
1: But I still have to carve that time out. Of course. So you're familiar with when you fly, they say you need to put your oxygen mask on first before you save everybody else. Yes. And so you need to take care of yourself first. When would you be able to carve out a time during the day that is maybe
0: 20 minutes? What can you commit to? I could carve out 20 minutes Mm -hmm. anywhere in the day, in theory. But getting to commit to that where you're changing, for me, it's... I know it is the morning. That is, it's just, okay, fine. I'll set my alarm 20 minutes earlier.
1: So that's the starting point is just getting you to make sure that time happens. Now, what happens within that time is not super important in the beginning. Something needs to happen. Okay, Body weight can happen right next to your bed. You can do a small circuit in 20 minutes where you keep moving through various movements. And that alone is enough PT, physical training, okay. kind of like they do in the military to start your day. Okay. If you do that, you will be in a better mindset because you get some endorphins, some dopamine, some serotonin. Those are little chemicals in mm-hmm. your brain to make mm-hmm. you feel good. You get those going, you'll probably be motivated to either stick to not having breakfast till lunchtime or you will make a good choice at breakfast time. Go through the rest of your day making better choices because you got the workout done. You check that box off. And then over time, we can change what you're doing in that workout a little bit more or adjust what your diet looks like. Or if you're comfortable with it, we have discussions about how your day is organized. Mm -hmm. So we try to massage in different times for you to kind of move things around. So you're more productive with your work and you're not burning the candle on both ends. Okay. Cause it's ultimately about helping you take care of yourself a little bit more Yeah. so you can be more available for your family, for your work, for the community. And so a little bit of something done repeatedly adds up to a whole lot. And for us at our age, intensity is not the way the goal anymore. No, it's it's like, getting the work. Done. Like if you just did 20 minutes of physical fitness every single day of the week, that's yeah. 140 minutes. And they say like you need around like 130 to 150 minutes per week just to maintain overall heart health. Got it. And if you nuance that more and you combine with better eating, better sleeping habits, yeah, you have some other lifestyle changes that actually contribute to your mental health going up that really stretches that 130 to 130 130 to 150 minutes into a lot more benefit.
0: So it's really the key is and and I'm taking a baby step really it's 20 minutes. Get started with 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a winning introductory formula that then maybe gets you on to the next thing like yeah. getting to the gym if, and spending an hour. Or something like that. But really the 20 minutes lock in on that every day or five, six days a week. Yeah.
1: And that's, you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's like you like to get into a swimming pool, you could jump in the deep end and most likely drown. Mm -hmm. That would be like being, all right, I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. And I'm going to do a CrossFit class because that's what's going to work. Yeah. Good luck with keeping that up. Or (laughs) could never keep that up. You can ease into the the shallow end of the pool with Mm -hmm. your 20 minutes. If you did that for like a month, Mm -hmm. you will see a change. I'm not talking about like you're going to be like, 20 pounds lighter, like and shredded, ready. Right. But you're going to be in a different place physically and mentally. And that can move the needle forward versus not doing anything. And the needle stays right where it is or goes backwards.
0: Perfect. So then let's keep from going backwards. Let's say I'm able to do that 20 minutes because I was able to commit in January. We had Ryan Doyle in here. okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get my rocking pack and I'm going to move around for 20. And I did it for January and I fell off the wagon because I'm like, I don't think I'm doing enough. And I really should be doing high intensity with heavy weight and all that type of stuff. What's the next step? Once you go, all right, I've gone a month for 20 minutes. What do you think the next step is? Is that getting into a gym is that finding a pool is that jumping on your instagram and and with a kettlebell like what's then the next step from there cuz i feel like a lot of us can commit to 20 minutes for a month and then we feel good it's like what's then the step from the beginner what to did the you
1: next? i have to ask then what did you use to keep track of whether you were making progress or not
0: <sighs> i think it's i think me and a lot of people have trouble. We don't, I don't keep track of anything. I'm literally like it's 20 minutes, and I did get my Apple Watch, and I see my heart rate, and and all that. But like, I don't really keep track.
1: So, in order to help you see more effectiveness from that, because most likely it did work in some mm-hmm. way. Oh, just I felt great. You didn't see it. It's like this is going to sound weird. It's like it's like being able to see in other dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can see fitness in a lot of different ways. A lot of people only see in one dimension, the scale. Yeah. Two dimensions is seeing the scale and how your clothes fit. Mm -hmm. Three dimensions would be the scale, how your clothes fit, and how your mood is. Mm -hmm. Four dimensions would be the scale, how your clothes fit. There's a lot of layers to it. And unless you started tracking like, okay, in the beginning, I feel this way. My clothes are fitting this way. The scale says this. This is how it feels after I work out. And you do that for the 30 days. Then you have some data to work with to really say, did it work or not? Because right now, unfortunately, your feelings are inaccurate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all You're, right like, yes like, i'm like hey so
1: like there's this saying i'm gonna get i'm gonna curse you there's a goal this thing it says your goals don't give a fuck about your feelings your goals like really that. only care about what did you do and what can you prove yes and so you can't really prove whether what you did worked or didn't or really did you track how often how hard how
0: far you rucked no I just, I timed it. I had my little walking app and I knew what my heart heart rate was. So that's that's
1: not a bad thing. Just unfortunately, you're you were only seeing in one or two dimensions. Yes. And had you seen in five dimensions or more, you would have probably been like, oh, this was actually working. You oh, have-
0: I know it was working. My mood was better. No, you're right. It was working, but it's just more like, oh, am I doing enough? That's it's- the
1: self-talk. And that's where being able to either bounce your ideas off somebody that's aligned with you goal-wise, right. what's called a trudging buddy, mm-hmm. or having somebody overseeing it that can tell you. That's one of the things that I do with my clients is a lot of time it's damage control. Like being like, you're doing enough. You're literally doing yeah. enough. I have to look them in the eyes, whether it's in person or like online. I look them and I'm them, you're doing more yeah. than enough.
0: Just keep doing yes, it.
1: Yes. You need to do less actually and talk negatively less. Like, yeah. That's really what it comes down to is calm the hell down. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, especially the uh, us South Bay kids that grew up here around very affluent, very high producing parents. We feel we always have to be doing so much. Did we get the grade? Am I good enough? And yes, you are. Okay. Like, it's not that hard. It's your head. And that's what I had to learn on my own, like, personal journey coming out of, like, you know, getting my head out my ass is, like, Part of why I would drink so much is I would get so worked up thinking I'm not doing enough. Yes. And I have to make it harder on myself. Okay, cool. I'm struggling because now I have these legal issues or I feel physical sickness or I'm having relationship issues. Okay, cool. My mediocrity is now affirmed because I have these problems that I've created. But if I stopped creating these problems, I'm actually pretty awesome.
0: Right. So that's the same for you. I love it. Well, I love the trudging partner and I want to put that on hold. Tell us more. Like... I loved where you were going. Of going like, here's what I had to do with it. So tell us, kind of that journey of getting over the negative self talk and being able to help others. I want to learn about yeah. that, and then I'm gonna ask you more about. Okay, trudging partner, tell me yeah. about this. Yeah, so and how to keep um, my doing
1: own it. story is that like everybody has a rough start. No one starts off going like 30 and 0 undefeated. That's mm-hmm. a pipe dream. For me to get now, I have like four and a half years of sobriety under my belt. Wow. But it took me almost two years to get to that first initial like sobriety milestone. Uh Because I would get a couple of days and then fall off, a couple of days fall off, trying it on my own with varying levels of success because I didn't have quite the accountability or I didn't have the right mental tools. Like I knew the objective I wanted, but I didn't quite know the nuance to getting there. Just like a lot of people with fitness can Google a workout, a diet, but there's a lot of nuance that gets it from what you see to what you want to get out of it. Sure. And so for me, it's like I didn't want to give up, but I just didn't want to keep failing. And after a while of failing on my own, you have to get an expert or someone that has more experience than you to point you in the right direction. I had an initial sponsor and just because of geographic location, it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. He was a great guy. We're still great friends. Like, I still talk to him on a regular basis and he's been very like influential just seeing how he lives his life. And I'm like, all right, cool. There is hope. I got a different sponsor that was much more local and it worked out perfectly because I got the message delivered to me in a package that I could digest. I started learning more of the self-talk that I I kind of knew I had in me, but I just needed to be reminded, like, get your head out your ass, dude. You don't need to make your life harder. It doesn't need to be so hard. Why does
0: it need to be hard? Like, you don't need to, like... Keeping your fitness up and life up and getting sleep doesn't have to be that hard.
1: It's the same thing. It's like we are self-sabotaging without realizing it. We tell ourselves we need to work harder because we're underperforming, or we tell ourselves that we need to slow down because for whatever reason, we don't deserve it, or other people need to get caught up, or I don't know. And just being able to unpack why you are doing that specifically, peeling away that BS, and then now we can reprogram the simple things that need to be there, and you're off and running. Because you have programming right now that keeps you where you are, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, it might not be where you want to be. You can get new programming that can keep you kind of around where you want to be, but it's going to take Removing the old, putting in the new, sure. and keeping the wires, like clean and everything. From. Total.
0: I mean, Sergio had that with me on Instagram and the podcast of like, Richard, you just got to do it. And there was a lot of old mm-hmm. of like, uh, I'm a little worried and getting on video for my business. I wanted it to be perfect or the podcast has got to be perfect or else we're not going to put it out there. And it's removing that self-talk yeah. or the old you and going, just try it and do it and little by little you get better at it you see the results it picks up speed and it sounds like that's what you're saying with fitness and sleep and nutrition
1: yeah everything takes time nobody gets it perfectly and we all have struggled and part of the struggle needs to happen Mm -hmm. like with my clients both online and in person in my head I think of like the movie uh it's taken one of the three takens like Liam Neeson is like telling his daughter on the phone like You're going to get taken. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he hears her get like swiped off and he's like, oh, and I always feel like that because in my head, I'm like, they're doing pretty well. And I'm like, all right, it's been a few weeks. They're like really cruising. I'm like, some shit's going to happen. Yeah. Something. They're going to either get too high on life or a low point's going to sweep their legs. Yes. And I just think about it. And when it happens, I'm like, oh, it took so long. Yeah. Everyone has to have their moment of "Ah, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can get out of this. Like once we calm down, Uh let's uh figure out what was going on around the time that you initially broke the plan. Okay, cool. What could you have done differently? All right, cool. Let's set it up a little bit differently. You're all right. You're all right. See how you're off track only lasted a few days and we're back on
0: track. Cool. I'll see you at the next slip up. Mm -hmm. Work gets overwhelming. A family member maybe needs help. A baby is born. Just normal life things that are massive events that take you off track you can get back on.
1: Yeah it's never as bad as you think until you let yourself start living in that like,
0: Oh, I fucked up. I'm the worst. Yeah, and then you just never pick it back. Yeah, up again. And uh, uh-huh. like
1: it's like, I remember like, I remember in football press, it's like, as a DB, you got, you gotta have no short term memory. And like, that's kind of how it is. It's like, you don't want to dwell on it, but you want to learn from
0: it. Yes. Because you know what a you're speaking to me. Cause I think back to the days when I used to see you at those fitness competitions and I was in good shape back then you for me. And I was like, Now I've got kids, I put too much pressure on myself at work and I'm like, why can't I start back up at 20 minutes and then a month and keep this and know what, if I miss a week because work's crazy or I miss a week because the kids aren't sleeping one week, I can get back into it a week later and let's not make an anthill into a mountain. You know what I mean? Or a molehill into a mountain, whatever the old saying uh, is. I made
1: a post about this and I like sum it up. It's like, all right, everybody's entitled to have a pity party. you can last last a day. That's about it. Yeah. Then beyond that, it starts to get a little excessive. You have the pity parade. Now it's like, it's like a two day event. Like there's floats and people have to give a shit. Now beyond that, (laughs) it's it's pity party palooza. It's like a music festival. We're talking three, four days of your BS? Damn. Okay, and then the worst is pity party gross It's a season, like Mardi Gras. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People just stay in it. It could be weeks, months, and it's like this month it's really still holding on to it instead of doing the future. Yeah, things you're like, been, come on. Like I'll party with you, but like mm-hmm. this is sad. Like we could have been doing the work, so keep it at a pity party.
0: Okay, so you're still speaking to me. I love this because Sergio could tell I was down a little bit today because we had made an offer on a property for Mm -hmm. a client that I felt really good that we were going to get. And unfortunately, someone paid higher. And Sergio could tell I was a little down. And you know what? A pity party for an hour or so or even a day. So be it. We'll go find that client a house. But we move on and we keep trudging for our buyers and sellers. But for some reason, (laughs) I've had a pity party for maybe the last three or four years because once we had our first kid and i felt this pressure to perform at work and to Uh you know have a good home for the kids and nicole and all that i'm like well i just don't have enough time for me and nicole just like you said goes you need to put yourself first And make sure you're happy with your fitness level and what you want. She's never been like, oh, you're out. of." She just knows, like, I'd be happier if I had those endorphins running through me. And I tell her, I'm like, I want to work out more. And she's like, well, then just do it. Like, leave. I'll take care of the kids. What is stopping you? It's me having a Mardi Gras pity party season. So
1: what's it going to take for this party to end? That's, what, that's right. why we you, have you. Need I you, need your help. Do you need a Hurricane Katrina <laughs> uh, type event to put a pause on it? Like, do you want the Superdome to get flooded? No! Like, no, do I don't want happen? that
0: health life event because, look, I had a great foundation and I was in great shape yeah. and I could get away with it for the last couple of years, but if I don't work out and i think there's a lot of people in my shoes and a lot of listeners where they're having success in their careers and starting families and the whole fitness thing gets put on the back burner but that adds up after 2 yeah. 5 10 years i don't want to get down that hole and it really i've had 2 3 plus years with two kids i've put it on the back burner so i don't want that big hurricane katrina you nailed it like so 20 minutes mm-hmm. you're saying like What's that thing that clicks and gets someone, I I don't know, did it click for you? Does it click for other clients? I want, I need something to have it. I mean, you already had one thing click of like, dude, just if you did 20 minutes every day or six days a week, body weight, like you're ahead of the game. I mean, what are those other, I mean, I just got to let you go. Just talk.
1: I will say that like when you started just 20 minutes. You may be still in the mindset in that first month of like, what's this going to do? Yeah. Just literally keep showing up. Yeah, Going back to my own personal struggles yes. of like getting sober. It's like they tell some people, take go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Mm-hmm. Just don't ask questions, do it. Yeah, That wasn't the path that I took, but the practice is to just get you used to showing up, doing the work. In the beginning, you just need to shut up and do the work. Right. And it is my job, if I was your coach, to remind you of the small victories you're getting on the way. One thing that I do, especially with my clients, is I listen to the things that they're talking about. When I get, like, this is a spoiler alert, is when I get my clients started on the treadmill, that's my first opportunity to get, like, the first interview going. What's going on with your food, your sleep, your life, your everything. Yeah. And some of them, especially, like, older guys, like like, guys, like, in their 40s and 50s, in the beginning, don't want to talk much. Fine, I know, this is, yeah. this is a 12-round fight, bro. <laughs> I know you don't even need to hold it in. And as the workout goes on and I can just wait, eventually they break. Everybody mm-hmm. breaks yeah. and I start to hear what they're thinking and feeling. And a lot of it is just replacing the negative words that people use to hold themselves back. Yeah. Like I'll have somebody, like when I ask my clients, like what are some of the, share some of your wins. That's the first question I ask on their check-ins. Share some of your wins. It's like some of them start off, man, it wasn't a good week. I like, it wasn't a good week. I did da, 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 and I still managed to do that. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna leave this first part out. Yeah, it wasn't a good week. I'm gonna say this, da, 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 and then I'm gonna take this part put it in. And that is what happens on a bad week. Yeah. And so it's just reframing it. So that is why I have to tell you, you show up and talk about your experience. Mm-hmm. Then I, the person that has been there before, can hear what you're saying and can take your words and show you that you're actually admitting how well it is working, but you're just saying it stupidly. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're calling me out. You're calling out anyone who's made an excuse on that. Okay. That's very helpful. You're speaking to me as if I was speaking to a younger real estate agent. It's like, what are the ways to success? Well, you build your list of people that know you, and then you start marketing to them. And it's like, if you market to people for a month, it's not going to get you a new listing or buyers right away. It's something that adds up over time, marketing to someone for 12 months Two years, a decade, and the only person they associate with buying and selling homes is you. If you've done it little by little, every day, every week, every month, not your whole life, but just little bits. And the same as with the fitness and nutrition game, you just got to get into that zone and commit.
1: I love that you just admitted, you self-snitched. That you know how to associate doing the work over time. I do. And that's what I hear with my clients, and I put it in my pocket. And then when they start having problems, I'm like, hey, what would you say to a young – if I was a young upstart in your position – and then they don't want to say it. I'm like, say it. Yeah. Say it. So you hear yourself saying it. You know what you need to do. Just stop getting in your own way. That is why it takes somebody that is sometimes more powerful than the voices in your head to correct you and be like, you're not as bad as you think.
0: Now, I get advice to you with any realtor client you have, you go, hey, are you going to stop marketing? to your clients about the houses you have for sale and pushing for your listings. And if they go, no, I wouldn't do that. You're like, well, then why did you stop your fitness? Like that's, that's literally it. Mm -hmm. I would never stop that for my business. Why would I do that for my fitness and nutrition? Mm -hmm. So you're making a great point and it doesn't have to be a ton, just a little bit every day (laughs) consistently for the rest of of your life. And I know for the rest of your life sounds big, but it's really not that hard. You brush your teeth twice a day, for the rest of your life. Like, that's easy for me to do for mm-hmm. my teeth. Like, okay. You feel right. weird when you don't do it even. Oh, believe me, when I was in better shape, I felt bad when I didn't get to yeah, that's get the That's the one I want to get to is back where I'm like, you don't want to miss that workout because you crave it. That's a great place to be. You're talking about fitness. Let's talk a little bit. Nutrition and sleep is a big thing oh, yeah. these days. I, I want to leave the floor open for you on that. You can touch on one or the other. I don't like... Anything beyond in that realm that you recommend to clients or that you want people to understand that are listening?
1: So just like with the same with the 20 minutes, start small with changing your nutrition. Overhauling your diet and thinking that that's going to be the way to go will work in the short term. Like if you really need to in a pinch, like you got to weigh in for a competition or you want to just really like shrink down for the get down. Cool. But enjoy the rebound. If you want it to really last, you have to do it slow and steady to mm. win the race. The best thing to do is to take your phone out, snap photos of everything you eat and drink, mm. and compile that into an album. And I even with your uneducated to like the nuance of nutrition, mm-hmm. you can start to see, wow, I've been doing blank a lot. Yeah. I don't have much of this. You can see the pictures, you can see the timestamp, and you can make a photo journal of how am I eating? What am I putting into my body? And from that, you can make some very simple educated guesses on where you should go first. Mm -hmm. And the best thing to do is take something out, put something in. You don't want to remove. Just one thing. Remove. Yeah, and you want to do it for as long as it takes to be easy. I'm not going to say a week, two weeks, a month. It doesn't matter. It varies on the thing and how you do it. And Mm -hmm. it's best to stack it together with another thing that you're currently doing. Like, If you want to drink more water, make it something that you do. Like when I get up in the morning, before I brush my teeth, I'm going to drink a glass of water. Or like some practice like that. Yeah. Every time that I sit down for a meal, I will make sure there is a green vegetable on my plate. You say things like that and you say them out loud. You hear yourself saying it. It becomes part of the cycle of crazy that's in your head Mm -hmm. and it replaces the cycle of not useful crazy that's in your head.
0: Got it. That's right. I love the photo idea because Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I could just snap every meal and look through a week and go, I'd instantly be like, I need to have Mm -hmm. some more kale. If you, some, and some here's,
1: here's something to bring. Well, I'll circle back to the trudging buddy. Uh-huh. You can use
0: Instagram. You can have your
1: close friends. You can put all the photos of the food you eat into a little close friends group to hold you accountable. Yeah. Your close friends can talk to you about your food choices. They don't get to see everybody else's comments, they just get to see yours. Uh-huh. You can make a group of friends that you just share your Instagram, close friends photos, the foods you are eating. Everybody gives critical, direct feedback.
0: Yeah, yeah, because your best friends will call yes, you out. Yes, and
1: you want to have people that know, like, you want people that will really call you on your shit yeah you don't want people to be like good job that looks great they can say that but on the real like how is that helping you get towards blank
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah there, there, That was my lunch today. Achieved. I
1: looked at the time. It was like eleven oh six. Yeah, we
0: had to beat the lunch rush to be. How are leader. you having
1: a beer that early, bro? I've
0: never done that on a hidden gem, but I was like, I was like, Hercules needs I a mean, beer. I've in this.
1: I'm, I'm not one to talk. Yeah. I had plenty of beers before eleven a.m. on a Thursday. Like Sergio
0: is really not doing me any favors I in this care. But I would, podcast. I saw
1: that. I was just like, dang, Richard. <laughs> uh, <this."> yes. <laughs> Yo, you might want to do something about the timestamp yeah, on this, like fabricated, like gosh. like hey, last night was was nuts, not oh, that's what's like, they have yeah. breakfast burgers and beer.
0: That was a bad example. Believe me, I swear that doesn't happen very often. <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's, it's it's a non-alcoholic uh, beer. In the yeah, morning. yeah, of okay, yeah,
0: cool. non-alcoholic. I don't down. have the alcoholic ones Still twelve. Uh, <laughs> right, right. No, and and I know that's key, and I know alcohol is so key because man, I have one beer and I don't sleep well at night. Oof. Like when you look at those things, or if you have a big weekend from a bachelor party, I'm thrown off at this age for a whole week. Oh, so yeah. it's just like, I'm relentless even now, even though my fitness isn't, I'm way more in touch with a glass of wine or a beer because yeah. holy moly, you know what I, I mean? I would say
1: I was a drinking expert. <laughs> the boy would use alcohol to slow my mind down to go to sleep. Yeah, Like a bottle of vodka will do the trick for me. This guy, yeah. I will still get up around 5, 6 in the morning Jeez. and get to work, train clients, train myself. It was a vicious cycle. Wow, It's like looking back on it, like I can tell clients like, you can drink and still get in shape. Mm-hmm. I did it. It wasn't the best version of myself, but I did it. Right. Here's the thing. You don't have my stubbornness. It was not easy, and a lot of it was because I would drink, and then it's like I would have to make sure if I don't get my workout in, I really am a piece of shit. So it's like a double negative. Yeah. You don't want to be in that hole. No, no Nothing way. good comes out of there. Yeah. so it's like, I try to tell people, it's like, it's the alcohol, it's like, you have to manage it. You can't let it manage you. Right. It means that you can't have it at all, then so be it, it's not so bad. But you need to have a better plan so that it is not eroding your progress. Because it is literally eating your muscles. It is changing your brain chemistry. It is making it so much harder to stay on track. Right. And you are not the same person. Mm -hmm. Like, being removed from alcohol and being around my friends, it's always enjoyable because, like the times where I get a bachelor party one night, everybody's drinking and I'm the only one not drinking. Then the next night, a couple of them are drinking and they're like, "Is this one. I'm like, yeah, you were doing the same thing (laughs) Like on the clock. You guys were saying the same story. You say it in the same way. And they say, Oh wait, here it is. See, look at that. Look at that. But, it's not to judge, it's just now it's entertainment for me. Sure, but sure. like the reality is, is that alcohol, it cannot be a high priority if you really want to have lasting fitness. It can be there, it should be there in some way, but you have to manage it properly or else you're gonna make it really hard right. for yourself. Well,
0: and it because and really what it leads to is is the sleep issues too, because if you aren't getting sleep, who the heck wants to work out? And then it affects your performance mm-hmm. at work, in the gym, all that type of stuff. What are some of the, I mean, I know you and I DM'd a a few months ago about sleeping, like what time are you in bed? And I was like, dude, I want to be in bed before nine if I can, like kids are down and and I'm hopping into bed early. How big of a deal is sleep? Would you say, do you prioritize that? Or is it more, no, getting that consistent workout, start doing nutrition and then the sleep kind of falls into place? Or do you have some tricks where you're like, no, you got to get on a consistent sleep schedule before I start seeing you and really whipping you into shape?
1: It de- the best answer for a lot of these questions is it depends. It depends. Yeah. I have a client who is working two jobs as a security officer mm-hmm. and is trying to transition into one security job. Sometimes he works as much as 20 hours, so he gets only four or five wow. hours of sleep. Yeah. I have to work with him on just how to manage his nutrition in those days and making it so the days where he can get regular sleep, he's set up to get quality sleep other people that sleep is not a big issue it's an issue i don't really touch it cuz there's other things that are more of an issue but in general you want to stick to a consistent sleeping and waking schedule across the board even at weekdays weekends it shouldn't really differ too much mm-hmm. you want to set your environment up to sleep by making it so there's not bright lights of like course, softer yes. lights dark in the windows have a routine that makes it so that your body is prepared for bed like I try to always shower by about 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. and get into some pajama clothes, put my glasses on, <laughs> and like, that like signals the relaxation. Yeah. I binge YouTube in my free time just to kind of take my mind off. But after 9 o'clock, it goes from the phone to the TV on the wall. The TV is further away yeah. and is surrounded by soft light instead of my phone like this. Yeah. I will also stop watching things that are like too entertaining or provoking, yeah. and I'll watch stuff that just makes my mind go, what? Yeah. Usually stuff about the size of the universe. <laughs> so I'm so, I'm I lo- no, I love it. You know I'm what, what relaxes. That, you. I Stuff that I know the concept, but it's just so mind blowing. My brain is like struggling to like figure it out that I start to get tired mm-hmm. and ultimately I go to sleep. And in my bedroom, I don't have a TV. Two things happen in the bedroom, sleeping and mm, being <laughs> um, And, and it's, it makes a big difference. Yes. Like, you know what you are doing when you go into bed, and I've set it up so I know when bedtime is, so my body stays on the same clock. Right. The problem for me is I'm too easy to wake up. In college, I would be in my room and my roommate's alarm in the room across the apartment
0: would wake you up. Yeah, and it's
1: not super loud. Wow. You try and get in my house, good luck. Yeah. The boy's gonna be blind but awake. <laughs> that's a problem when I need to sleep in. Cause like I get maybe six hours or so and then I'm up and And once, you can't
0: you can't go back to sleep.
1: It's rare that I take a nap because again I wire myself, it's like there's always something to do. Yes. But once I'm on the couch, the legs go out. It's over. Then it's, it's done. Uh, you, yeah, you see the video. Oh yeah. But nonetheless, sleep is so crucial. I would say sleep is like a performance enhancing drug. It's like a superpower. Yes. The times that I've been fortunate to get eight hours of sleep, like I've been on trips and stuff, or like you know, life has been like calm enough, and I get eight hours of sleep. I'm like, this is so weird. Like I'm like I, I literally, I'm like I could do I anything. Go the whole day. Like, I, yes. It's like, it's like the Hulk, but not because I'm pissed off. Because I'm well rested. Sleep is so so crucial, but everybody can't get the same sleep. Sure, Not everybody requires the same sleep. And you have to understand that sometimes it might not be possible to get that perfect sleep. And that's going to be okay as long as you try to keep things as consistent as you can.
0: Got it. Nope. That's very helpful. Before I get into, I want to hear a little bit about your company and what you do for clients and how people can reach out to you on that. But are there some achiti tricks to have listeners take away of like, do you have certain, you know, some people might go like, hey, there's this great Whole Foods meal at Trader Joe's that takes five minutes to make, or hey, if you're in a hotel room, or you're looking to do one of those 20 minute things, do this amount of pushups or whatever, like, are there a couple tricks you can offer listeners? And I know that's kind of a weird question, because there's no easy way or tricks to fitness and health and nutrition. But do you have anything that you have some nice Mm -hmm. little things that listeners can walk away
1: with? I will say the thing that I've been purposely and now consistently doing for almost a year and a half is daily stretching.
0: Mm. The power of
1: stretching for us guys that are over 35 is, is understated. I found that stretching, not only for workout purposes, but just... I now make it a point to get to the gym about 15 minutes before my first person. That's my me time. Yeah. Like, I try not to talk to the other people in the gym, but I just want to stretch and make my body feel good. Yeah. And it's to the point that if a client comes a little early, like, I try not to say anything, but I know like my body language says like,
0: don't talk to me. Like, yes.
1: Like I need this. So it's like the stretching, it relaxes your muscles and it actually changes your central nervous system to increase your relaxation. Really. Also as a secondary thing, gotten into understanding breath work, being more purposeful and intentional, using my diaphragm, breathing through my nose and coupling both of those together to start my day. And sometimes I'll do a second little mini hit of like five to 10 minutes in the afternoon. But daily stretching,
0: it will help you guys. Really? So so you're going, that's a total hack of if you can just go like work. Because dude, my, my hamstrings and my hips being at a desk and all that type of stuff. That sounds amazing. I have some tricks in my head
1: right now for how you can already make your day less stressful and just help you stay in that mindset of like, I'm going to keep my fitness together. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that I know you probably spend a lot of time sitting and working in this here office, using a timer to time yourself out to work for 25 minutes and then at a five minute interval, you get up and you stretch, you go back to work, you repeat that a few cycles. It's called a Pomodoro timer. It's not something I made up. I use that to get work done because i I don't like to sit still yeah but when I do that in my head it's like oh this is like doing interval training mm-hmm. or running sprints sure 25 minutes I can knock stuff out into the point that I'll start like almost working an extra 30 seconds to a minute into the break time just because oh, I'm on a heater I need to just finish this all right cool and I'm almost like let's get this break over with so yeah. I can get back to it sure and I get a lot more work done interesting in that time block
0: I love it because if I just know I have an hour or two to sit down and get work done you don't get it done but if you go like hey i gotta do a 10 minute stretching in between and my time's gonna go now you're right i actually really that's that's a huge hack
1: richard i just got started you we, just got started been sitting here for not even an hour really yes. like just imagine what i could do with you i'll just uh, well, segue right into like so my company's the yes that's, that's what i was you're good let's segue
0: because i was like well tell me
1: tell me yeah. what you're doing my company is called the simple and sustainable fitness academy I want to keep fitness simple so that people can keep it going for the lifetime. Like I specialize in really just helping guys that are 35 and over regain muscle and self-confidence. But I'm not going to turn you into a gym rat and I'm not going to force you to do any kind of crazy dieting. Both of those are not really desirable for many of us because we got work, we got family. We just don't need to do it like that, but we need to do it. Like, I'm working on a uh, signature 12-week program that I'll be releasing in the next few weeks that'll really help hone in, like, getting a good base started for, like, a solid group of individuals. Because I am open to working with both men and women. But Mm -hmm. I specialize, like, because I can speak to myself and guys like yourself. Right, right. Yeah, it's just, like, figuring out what's going to get them the basics to strength training, helping them understand balanced nutrition. So you can do keto. You can do carnivore. You can do vegan. You can mix and match but understand the basics so you're not, like, Oh, they're only going to have this unhealthy food at the party. How do I not blow it? Yeah. A lot of options. You can either change your mindset or you can change the way you eat at that party or a little bit of both. Teaching guys just also, like I just said, the mindset, the educational tool. So you aren't blowing it just because you're not working out two hours a day every day. Totally. Or you take a week off. Good. You probably needed it. Mm-hmm. And all of the mindset talk that comes in between because if your head's not in the game, even with the right plan, you're going to lose.
0: Right. Right. Love it. So then how do you work with clients? Is it online? Is it in person? What's
1: right now? I am, uh, I am focusing solely on online. I okay. am looking to do a, a one to many style of group coaching where I give a group of people, similar style programming, similar style of lessons They they become trudging buddies, if you will, in their own community. And then the next cohort becomes part of that community and it slowly grows. So what I'm looking to do is train or coach, I'm sorry, not just train, but coach these individuals in a small group online format where the interactions are online, but that can allow me to help people, not just in the South Bay, but all over the world. Because ultimately, I want to build a community that helps people get to their goals, stay to their goals and just have resources and support because you're going to go in and out of fitness because life's going to happen and you want to be able to know like the information doesn't change but the support and the community is always there.
0: Love it. Love it. That's awesome, dude. Where can they find you? Where's where's the Simple and Sustainable Academy? Is it a website? Is it an Instagram? Uh, is it a phone number? I need to
1: update like the uh, website is getting updated but right now right. Instagram is the best place to follow me and that's at
0: Achidi Power. Great. Spell that out for everyone. Achidi <laughs> Power.
1: Yeah, it's all one word. A-C-H-I-D as in dog, I, and Power is P-O-W-E-R. Perfect. All the same. One word. And
0: you're super active on Instagram, which I love because I feel like if someone's taking one of your courses... Even if you're not talking directly to them, like they're seeing you on Instagram oh, every yeah. night and being like, you know what? Achidi's gonna be really disappointed if they didn't do what I, I was supposed to I do. I keep
1: tabs on all my clients. Like, I love when they self snitch and don't realize it, like, because everybody loves to show off their celebration. And nobody knows to mute me, and even if they did, I have a bad account. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, but the reality is, it's like I like seeing that because I'm like, hey, it's good to see that you are enjoying yourself, and that's where I leave it. And then they'll either be like, yeah, I'm loving it, I can't, but I'm gonna do this to get back on track, or they like explain what's going on. I'm not there to make them feel guilty. I'm just letting them know, like, I'm here with you, and I'm just just supporting and watching. Like, have your fun. Cause whenever you come down from wherever you are, like I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, you'll be
0: there to catch you. Totally, mm-hmm. I love it, dude. Well, dude, I have so many amazing takeaways, and I think a lot of the listeners do. But some of the highlights for me was, hey, just because you've done, tw- you're only doing twenty minutes, that over the long term is an amazing thing to do, even if you don't feel like you're, you know, seeing the results right away. I love the trudging partner. The big thing for me too, taking pictures mm-hmm. of your food. The stretching. Mm-hmm. How easy is that at work? Yeah. Richard? I mean, how easy is that? Office- Ser- Sergio's got the standing desk. Yeah, you, you know?
1: have a lot of room here that like with just minimal equipment and a slight... Increasing commitment, you could get some mini workouts.
0: Dude, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm all ears. I yeah. mean, we'll we'll take a stretching station or a, like you know a power like, tower. No, not even that. Like it's just, but it's like for
1: you and other guys like you, it's like if you can't get a committed workout done, having a backup plan of like, okay, cool, let me knock out bodyweight stuff. Yeah, that's the easiest go to bodyweight and stretching. Yeah, and if you work in those little breaks like to your day where it's like. All right, the first part of the morning, we're doing push-ups. Midday, we're doing legs, and then at the end of the day, we're stretching. Yeah. That's what we're going to do, like, every, from 15 to 20 on the clock. Put it in a a clock. I'm just making this up right now. No,
0: dude, I didn't even think, because I'm always like, I have to do it in the morning before the kids get up. Well, what happens if it's a slow day in the office, and I didn't get the workout in before the, like, you can do some things in here. Think of more of
1: the behavior versus the outcome. The behavior you want to do is consistently exercise. Blank number of times per week for blank number of minutes. Cool. Do you want to do all those minutes at once? Do you want to break them up? We can figure this out and we can figure this out at a level that is so low that failure becomes a choice Yeah. or a, it takes an act of God success is very easy and enough successes over the long run will get you there. But chances are you're going to overperform or overperform. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, I love, I-, I don't know how a listener's not getting inspired with this pep talk. Cause I'm, I'm sitting here and you're looking at me for five minutes and you're like, you screwed up in this office. You could get like five workouts out of this office. See? And like the 20 minutes, right when you get out of bed and take a photo here or there. And I'm like, man, I have zero excuses with you because you also make it sounds so easy and I'm not saying it's hard or easy, but like really I love that where you go, there's failure. You're just choosing to fail if you <laughs> want to. Like, cause everything you're saying is super easy. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I mm-hmm. could do that. Tell me more. People need to call you and is get it? personal and have that treadmill open up conversation with yeah. you and then get down to business. Yeah.
1: Like the, talking to you is just like in my head, I'm like, if Richard was like a pre-enrollment call, like right now, I just need to ask him and just, The easy question is, what's your pain points? Mm -hmm. What problems do you need help with? What gets in the way? And then beyond that is like, when you have been in shape, what did that look like? What did that feel like? What did you like about it? What Mm -hmm. didn't you like about it? If you were to be at your goal right
0: now, what does that look like? i'm having my wheels are turning we could go on and on forever i'm like i'm gonna call you and we're maybe sergio will film that introductory call and be like all right am i gonna follow this we'll record it it and then be like all right in all seriousness yeah
1: that would be something worth doing is because the power of testimonials in at least i know for you and me for both of us they look different but Mm -hmm. they work very well where it's like doing a transformation testimonial where it's like We do the whole thing where it's like, I record like the intake calls. Some of like, you can record, you're on your own doing your workouts. We can record some of like, we can even do like some full on like check-in calls where you talk about your experience. Sure. It'd be different than what the average like person or like client of mine is going to do, but it would be a chance for both of our audiences to see what you're going through, how hard or easy it can be for Mm -hmm. a high performing real estate agent. And at the same time, I'm basically just taking you through the whole like ropes of it all. Yeah. And at the same time, you're getting results.
0: I love it. Dude, I'm down. I'm not fighting that at all. (laughs) Sergio can leave me with this tripod right here and and we record the calls and do it. But let's, dude, I'm down. I'm down. Let's talk about it offline because the things you've come up with just here, I'm like, why can't I do it and get back into shape for summertime and not just for summertime, but for for the long term Mm -hmm. and sustaining it. So I love it, dude. I think we packed in a bunch on this episode. Any other final things or just be like, Hey, let's jump on your Instagram. Let's get going with, uh, with training and
1: drop into my Instagram. But also have, I have some videos on YouTube as well. It's under simple and sustainable fit. Great. Or you can just look up my first and last name. It's all on there. Yes.
0: Perfect, dude. Well, Thank you for joining us. I'm going to call you and we're going to get this thing started and let's go. I think
1: this is like episode one of of (laughs) several that we'll have because I believe we can definitely like highlight your transformation and really just bring more information to your
0: audience. Awesome. I love it, my man. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm going to see you probably... In a week or two, then, if we're going to do this, if anyone needs to reach out to Achidi, you have his Instagram. We're going to put it on the podcast. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. We'll see you next time.